Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of the day's message is Warring a Good Warfare. And I'm doing a simulcast on our YouTube channel. Love for you to like that channel and to uh, subscribe as well. We're strengthening our online presence through YouTube, and we're enjoying it, and we also love doing the podcasts. So if you want to see me (laughs) as I'm doing it, you can go there. Hey, Warring a Good Warfare is the topic today, and I am really uh, thrilled by this. I've been focusing in on our book, Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making, Attaching Great Faith to Who We Are and What We Do, And so this teaching today is part of that course. And by the way, we are going to be starting that in August of 2022. Hey, also something else. The end of the month in July, we're doing a two-week Limitless Kids. I want to get into this warring a good warfare because it's going to be an activation that we're having in our fully convinced course. And... The activation comes from content week one in chapter one, which is the epidemic of doubt, insecurity, and guilt. And just where in that chapter I talk about that, how so many sincere Christians uh, never believe they're doing enough, have low-grade shame in areas of their lives and and just go after the reasons for that and just some keys of how to overcome that and give an activation at the end of the first week where I share the story, I I review the story that's in the book about when Wendy and I uh, decided to get married. Now, our proposal and my proposal to her wasn't the most romantic, (laughs) and I trust I've made up for that through the years, but we had broken up for uh, a year. We'd come to the Lord together. I was 19. She was 18. And then we broke up just to put Jesus first in our lives. And we didn't really, because we had built our relationship on sand and we wanted to get purity in our lives. And we wanted to to, to do that. And and so we broke up, not with the idea of, of getting back together, but just to put Jesus first. And I've never put Jesus first in an area and regretted it. Well, after about a year of being broken up, we started gravitating back together, go out for Coke, coffee, etc. And and we go to our youth pastor, almost like confessing our sin, because we felt like the Lord said to break up. And we said, man, we're getting together. And then he asked us the question, uh, have you prayed about getting married? Which was really, I hadn't really considered that. That was boom, Wow. And so the next weekend we prayed and fasted. That's what we did in that season to, to just uh, really hear. And um, so the whole weekend, Sunday afternoon, I drove up my, my Volkswagen bus. She drove up. Well, she said yes. I said yes. But then I got into, felt like every demon in the state of California got into my bus and, and they were shouting at me, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? <laughs> and I started meditating on that and I knew I knew it wouldn't be a good idea to 
to go and, and talk to Wendy about that and say, oh, time out. So I wanted to talk to some of my mentors, and I was in chaos. I was just, you talk about doubt. And so we had a prayer house at our church on the north coast of California, and I went into that prayer house, and I just, I had it out with me. I had the devil shouting. I was loud. Man, if you're trying to discourage me in this direction, you've done a bad job. You said, these are all the indicators of what I believe, how you've spoken in this situation. And I rehearsed that, and I broke off the lie. And, and I, I got peace, and I became convinced, and I attached faith to that decision. Well, that, that situation and how I handled it was... I've done that many different times through the years and, and just basically just going after whether it's low-grade discouragement or a major uh, battle that I'm having in my belief systems. There's just been times where I've just, uh, I've, I've had it out with me and I've had to just declare out loud and rehearse what I believe. God. Now, there's a fascinating verse that in, in 1 Timothy, he's talking to his a young leader named Timothy that, who is serving him, and he tells him in, in chapter 1, verse 18 of 1 Timothy, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you may wage the good warfare. And so he's saying this, he's saying, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. That you may wage the good warfare. By the way, a good warfare is a warfare you win. But here's the point. Paul was telling Timothy, and it, we look at Timothy's life, we look at other things that are said about him, what Paul said. I mean, 2 Timothy 1, he says, uh, verse 6 and 7, it says, stir up. Paul told Timothy to stir, stir up the gifts that were in him. And he said, for God's not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He said, I want you to stir this thing up. I want you to stir up what 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 is in you and and this is similar to what he says here in war a good war according to the prophecy previously spoken to you war with what believe god has said war with that and the war was not against people the war was not against circumstances the war was in his own thinking and so he was there and, and, and told to war. Now, war, to, to war against something, that is not a passive thing. It, it is a militant. It, it is, and, and as I shared even in how I handled my doubts about uh, committing to get married to my wife, to, to Wendy, that it was a war. <clears throat> and... And I believe this, that even in talking about the book, Fully Convinced, the course that I'm doing that's coming up, 
that one of the steps to getting fully convinced is to learn how to war with the prophetic words, with, to war with what we believe God has said to us. And by the way, the most important things you and I need to believe will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. And the process of being fully convinced with the most important truths to believe in our lives is at first it sounds ridiculous, then it sounds possible, then it sounds probable, then we move into being fully convinced, fully convinced, warring a good warfare. And I know just uh, I've recently just stirred this up within my my own life. And, and, And one of the ways that we war is by talking to the Lord and, and even sharing and just by, by using this language, you said, and I've been doing this, you said, God, you said that you're going to complete uh, what you started in me and in my family and in, in what I'm called to do. You, according to Philippians 1, 6, you said you're going to complete it. I put faith in that. Thank you, Lord, you're going to do it. You said, if I seek first your kingdom, according to Matthew 6.33, you said that you would add all these things unto me. Thank you that you're adding those things to my, in my family. Thank you that you're adding those thing, all things uh, in, in, into ministry. Thank you that you're adding them into my health, all good things. You said, you said, and, and you know, even recently, the prophetic words, and we note those things that we believe God has said. By the way, it says in Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So the quality of my life depends on my identifying what I believe God has spoken to me. What the quality of my life depends on my identifying what I believe God has spoken to me. Ephesians 6, 17 says, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is the rhema of God. It's the same word that's used for, with word in Matthew 4, 4. Live by every word, every rhema that proceeds in the mouth of God. And, and rhema is the individual part of God's word that he makes real to us. We live by it. And we take up a sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is the reign of God. We fight with it. It's called a sword because we're supposed to kill something with it. We're supposed to kill something with it. And so, warring a good warfare. I believe this. As as I was preparing for this podcast, I'm believing and I'm seeing that the people who are going to listen to this, the people who are going to be watching this on YouTube as well, that God has drawn every single one of you to to listen or to watch because he's doing a fresh thing in your life. You are more important than you know. You are in a season of breakthrough. You are in a season of, of taking up the sword of the spirit like never before and fighting and warring against pessimism, warring against unworthiness, warring against the victim mindset, warring against disappointment, warring against shame, warring against discouragement, fear, worry, 
anxiety. You, there's grace on your life right now like never before. Doors are opening for you to move into new areas of influence. Doors are opening for you to, to connect with, with truths that are going to absolutely blow your mind with revelation. I, I'm hearing that you're entering a season. You're in a season of breakthrough. You're in a season of breakthrough in your emotions, breakthrough in your relationships, breakthrough in your finances, breakthrough in your influence. That is the season that you are in. And it's accelerated when we war, a good warfare with the prophecies, with what we believe God has said to us. I'm, I'm thinking of even some family situations where I have concerns and I have desires to see certain things. And it's important to me. And, and, and the Lord's given me a word. He's confirmed this to me. He says, he said, I've got this. I've got this. The free, I've got this. And so I'm warring with that. Lord, you said I've got this. <laughs> you said to the jailer in Acts 16 that, uh, that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household will be saved. And I'm warring with that word. I'm warring with the word of, of, of influence in nations and what God has said. And I'm warring. You said, Lord, that I'm going to influence nations. You said I'm going to influence business and government. You said that, that everywhere I go, revival breaks out. You said this. <laughs> it is so fun when we war the good warfare. So today... And this is going to be so fun in our, our course, Fully Convinced, the Art of Decision Making. If you like this and something got sparked and you said, man, I want more of this. That course is going to start in August. You can find out about that at IgnitingHopeAcademy.com, IgnitingHopeAcademy.com. Same place you can find out about our two-week online course for kids, limitless kids. And wow, wow, wow. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Steve Macklin here. And we are here at Igniting Hope Ministries to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. He who has the most hope has the most influence. And a perspective of hope is the fruit of good beliefs. I used to have good doctrine, but bad beliefs. I want good doctrine, but I want good beliefs as well. And a perspective of hope is the fruit of having good beliefs. And my favorite definition of hope is this, is that hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present. And I have the power to help make it so. Woohoo! I love it. I believe after hope, after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality there is, and that our hope level determines our influence level, and he was the most hope is the most influence. It's very difficult to influence that which we do not have hope for, whether it's ourselves, whether it's people in our lives, whether it's a nation. And increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. And decreasing hope 
is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. And remember, too, that the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. And for pretty much everybody watching today or listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> I found this. It's very rare to ever find a time where it's convenient to walk in radical joy. But I need strength right now, so I'm stirring up joy today. I'm battling, like you, disappointments. I'm battling, like you, areas in my life that I wish were different. Habits that I wish were stronger. Uh, you know, just seeing what's happening in my nation or nations of the world, getting concerned. But the joy of the Lord is still my strength. And how do we, how do we stir up this joy so we're strong? Well, we stir it up through thanksgiving by focusing more on what we do have and what is happening rather than focusing on what we think we don't have or what we think is not happening. And we stir it up by delighting ourselves in the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 4. We delight ourselves in the Lord and he will give us the desires of our heart. Delighting. The delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires. It's the key. We all have unfulfilled desires. We all have outcomes that we're believing for or desiring, dreams that we want to see happen that haven't happened yet. It's the delight. It's in that setting. Woohoo! God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do uh, in this area of my life. I can't wait to see what you're going to do in my family. I can't wait to see what you're going to do. I'm so excited to see what you're going to do in my nation. And, and hope and delighting is really synonymous. Faith people without hope tend to not delight. They're waiting. Often faith people without hope carry around a spirit of heaviness because they subconsciously believe that they can't live until certain outcomes, until certain things they're believing for happen. But we're not just faith people without hope. We are faith people with hope. Well, God bless you. Hey, thanks so much for those of you who pray for our ministry. Thanks so much for those of you who sow financially into Igniting Hope. You're making a difference. You're making a bigger difference than you know. And I want to give you an opportunity right now to invest in Igniting Hope through five seconds of faith prayer, attaching faith to prayer for us. I love modeling this, teaching this, because Attaching faith to five seconds of prayer is more powerful than praying 30 minutes without attaching faith. So why don't you just take five seconds right now and pray for Wendy, my wife, me, our team, this course, Limitless, uh, Limitless Kids that's coming up, the uh, Fully Convinced course, and then the book that's going to come with that course, just and whatever else. Yeah, take five seconds right now. Amen, amen. Thanks so much for praying for us. You're making a difference. We feel it. We are, we believe this hope message is going viral. It's needed. It's powerful. And if you want to sow into Igniting Hope, we believe we're good soil as well. You can go to ignitinghope.com and find the donate button there. Yeah, hey, God bless you for that. Even if you can't sow, just thank you so much for just encouraging us. Thank you so much for uh, telling other people.
about this podcast. Hey, God bless you. Looking forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.